SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. All right, folks, glad to be with you. It's a Friday. We love Fridays. We'll head out to Sunset Station. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet for us. Andy Esco checks in, and we got a lot on the docket racing to the weekend. Glad to be with you on the Sportsbook Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. And Stevie Slapshot will be checking in as well in our number two. Chris Bavona, our producer. I'm assuming you like Fridays as much you as the next guy. Yeah, yeah, you got big weekend plans? Actually, I do. Uh, today is my brother's 41st birthday. So I'm hanging out with him, his girlfriend, and uh, my wife. We're going out to uh, this little bar down by the World Trade Center where they do, it's like, Harry Potter themed. I, I we're all a bunch of like nerds and geeks, and we we geek out to all the all this stuff. So uh, we're gonna have a good time tonight. Interesting. So things starting to, in terms of like going to the bar in the city, a little better now. It's a little bit better now, but at the same time, like so, we're all half vaccinated. Um, so we're still doing kind of like we're, we're taking our uh, precautions properly, and what we're doing is uh, they do like the little snow globes. And that's what we got. We got like one of those little pods for the four of us uh, to hang out in. So um, we're, you know, we're not going into the bar per se. We got our own little thing going. But the whole idea is that we make our own drinks and they're supposed to be quote unquote potions. I okay. There you go. The uh, of a vodka in Voldemort. Yeah. Ooh. I ooh. I like that one. Ooh. I was gonna do a gin and Gryffindor. I was going to say, actually, to be a, a Baltimore and vodka, right? Yeah, there, yeah, there. there we go. Have you done, out of curiosity, like with the outdoor eating? Like um, so many of these places, right, have, have actually had the extensions put on, like out onto the front of a property? Yeah, I have. We actually did a lot of that during the summer when it was a little bit nicer out. and um, But uh, I haven't been – I actually haven't been to, like, a bar or, or uh, a restaurant since – I think well before Thanksgiving, um, I you know just kind of keeping my distance from it. I went to um, excuse me. I when I was in Florida, I went to a, a restaurant with my parents. But other than that, yeah, I really haven't been uh, really haven't gone out that much. You're gonna be excited. I mean, that sounds honestly, that sounds like a normal thing you're gonna do. Dude, normal is such a weird word now, isn't it? I love I love the idea that a Harry Potter themed bar is something normal to me. I love it. It makes me so happy. 
<laughs> is this is this new? This is a brand new thing? It's not that new, actually. I think it's been around for a couple of years, but I, they only just reopened. Um, I think on uh, back in October. Um, but then, of course, they, you know, with all the restrictions, not many people were going anyway. But now it's a, it's a little bit more open, and they have a lot more pods. And they they're they're situated in like a little like park area where there's no cars, so it actually works out to their benefit. Well, I hope you have a good time. That sounds pretty cool. And yeah, is that, it's a, is it, well, it's a cool thing to, to hear that you know, these are some of the little things that are, you know, getting us back on the beam. In fact, you got the car race here at Vegas, and you know you're still easing back into it. And there's the common sense, let's be safe. But then you, you sit there, and I'm looking at this Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and they're letting twelve thousand fans go to this car race, and the bleachers in the seating section. Stretches for three quarters of a mile, you know, the, and the guy that runs the track said, well, honestly, we could put three more, three times as many people in there and they'd never get within an inch of another person. You know, it's like, so there's, there's that fine line. And I think it, it's going to mirror all the things we're all doing because I talk a good game, but I think you're still, we're all mentally kind of scarred where you still kind of look at the person walking by you like they're radioactive. And we're seeing fans in sports, small crowds, 2,600 go to Golden Knights games. Sure, looks like you could pack a little more in there and still stay safe. But there's that transition stage with the car race, my goodness. I mean, it's outdoors, and <laughs> they could put a lot more people in there. But baby steps, you know, like Chris is going out to a bar to do something semi-normal. Fans are going to be at the car race this week. That's the cool thing. Now, the NBA has made it to the All-Star break. NHL, we got a big weekend on ice. Andy Isco's coming up. We'll definitely talk to the good Andy about baseball. There are all kinds of numbers and props and things that are available. Chuck Esposito's put up at Sunset Station, I'm sure all the jurisdictions around the country. Baseball is right around the corner. I, in fact, walked into the uh, Superbook at the Westgate the other day. There it is, baseball on the big screen, spring training, and those games are on the board. Speaking of the Superbook, the NCAA Tournament, they start on a Friday on the 19th. And we're going to be over at the Superbook, the 18th and the 19th. On the 18th, we'll do a big preview show for the NCAA Tournament uh, you know, from an odds-making perspective. And we'll dissect it from the other side of the counter as well. And then on Friday, the games will be tipping off and playing. And we're going to be there. And it's one of the coolest things that we say every year. Vegas is an awesome place. We love being out here. So many cool events, but there's nothing better than the NCAA tournament where those games are going morning, noon, and night with the staggered start times. People are hooting and hollering and going nuts. So we invite you to join us for that. And if you're coming to Vegas, do swing by the Superbook because we'll be there on Thursday and Friday as the NCAA tournament gets underway. We're underway today. Andy Isco, our good friend from The Logical Approach, is going to check in with us next. We invite you to keep it right here. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network and on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. All right, folks, back with you here at Peggy Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing on a Friday. Sunset Station, Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet for us. And we're leading up to the NCAA tournament, Selection Sunday, all the things that come with it. And if you're coming to Vegas for the NCAA tournament, do yourself a favor. I think you should get a couple of apps. You can shop for numbers. You don't have to stand in line. And if you happen to come to one of the station's properties, you get up to a $500 sign-up bonus, so that's a swinging deal. Andy, it's a great time of year. We get the college basketball championship week, the NCAA tournament, but I know baseball's coming, and that's – I know you, my good friend. I got a funny feeling because you do the annual sojourn east for baseball games. Is baseball your favorite sport? Uh, when I was a youngster, it was. Right now, my favorite sport is whatever is being played at the time. Spoken like a guy that's been in Vegas for a long time. No, no, I know, I, and I, you know, no, it's like who's your favorite team? Well, it's the team I bet on today. But my favorite sport is whatever is actively being played right now because that's the one I'm totally immersed in. That's the one that I'm following very closely. Obviously, these days it's more than one sport. It's sometimes three or four sports uh, at a time. If you're talking about college and pro, let's say college and pro basketball, each being a separate sport. But uh, I always look forward to uh, the, the spring training, the start of the baseball season. You know, you. March Madness, of course, March Madness is the wind down of the college basketball season. At the same time, when you have the NCAA finals, usually it's that same week you have the Masters tournament. Uh, so things really start getting underway, developing into spring. And, you know, the NHL and the NBA season start to wind down at that time as well. But uh, as a youngster, the sport that I followed first and that I really got engrossed in the most uh, was baseball, being in New York, growing up there with uh, uh, a National League team and an American League team to uh, root for and attend games so my earliest sports memories especially of attending events uh is, is baseball the funny thing is like I, I remember my first hockey game that i went to like it was 10 minutes ago and you know was, let's see i was about 14 years old and i had never been to a hockey game and instantly it was my favorite sport i can't remember the first baseball game i went to but I lived in northeastern Pennsylvania, equidistance from New York and Philly. So we'd go to Connie Mack Stadium, and but we'd go to Yankee Stadium. And I grew up as a Yankee fan, a little kid, and they were god-awful when I was a kid. But when I was young, you'll remember, you'll even remember this. I know you will. Went to a, It was a twi-night doubleheader it turned into on the last day of the season because the game on Saturday had been rained out. And it was a doubleheader with the Dodgers against the Phillies. And back then, it was only the regular season determined the pennant. And in, in the Dodgers needed to win one of the two games to hold off the Giants. In the first game, Drysdale pitched, and the Phillies beat them. 
and in the nightcap, Koufax pitched a complete game <laughs> to win the pennant. Uh, you know, you you never forget stuff like that. No, I remember my first game. It was I've, I've almost remembered to the date. I think it was like August 16th or August 18th, 1962. Went to Yankee Stadium with my dad and a couple of uh, my neighborhood friends. And it was an 8 nothing game. And what I remember about it is Bobby Richardson, the light-hitting Bobby Richardson, second baseman for the Yankees, who was the MVP, I believe, in the 1960 World Series that they lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, but Bobby Richardson actually hit one of his rare home runs, and uh, Whitey Ford pitched in an 8 nothing shutout. I believe he went the complete game. I, I literally saw the tail end of Mantle, you know, when, when it was at the tail end when it was sad. But when I was a kid growing up, the, the Yankees had – Ron Bloomberg, Horace Clark, Gene Michael, uh, Tom Tresh, Jake Gibbs, <laughs> Ron Woods. I mean, they, they were awful, but, they, you know, they were great to me. Oh, Jake Gibbs, former, uh, I think, University of Mississippi quarterback. Uh, yeah. And his uh, collegiate days before being a uh, longtime catcher with the uh, uh, with the Yankees. Um, and I, I, the thing that I and I think we've talked about it before. The thing that I remember most and actually my most vivid memory was uh, going to summer camp up in Connecticut. We would often take field trips, and one of our field trips was to Fenway Park. I want to say it was around 1965, so the Red Sox uh, were not very good at that time, uh, but I remember the vivid greenness of the field on Fenway Park as we walked uh, through the oh. uh, uh, through the stadium, and you walk out, and the light is shining bright. The greenest green I've ever seen. Honest to God, Andy, I have the exact same picture you're painting uh, the sabers were playing the bruins in the stanley cup playoffs so we're in boston to cover it and it was the day between games and it was like opening week right i mean the the playoffs mid mid april and it was the first week of the season the day between games and it was the red sox were playing the tigers and you know i'm a yankee fan i can't stand the red sox that was one of the coolest things when you walk out that concourse for the first time and see Fenway Park in the field. It, it is the greenest thing you'll ever see. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, I know it's nice. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about the game, but I just remember the, how how green the field was. I, I mean, it was nice to go to a baseball game, but I wasn't a Red Sox fan, or uh, I don't even remember who they played. They may have played the Kansas City Royals at the time, uh, but. Uh, uh, or uh, no, I'm sorry, Kansas City Athletics at the time. They later became the uh, the Royals with the expansion, all that and moves. But uh, I do remember that green grass, and I can picture it in my mind uh, to this day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hope springs eternal, right, with baseball. Hey, I'm just curious, Andy. You know, we're looking on the app here at uh, stations, and it's amazing just, you know, what the industry's become with, you know, it was futures, World Cups, uh, or excuse me, World Series futures. And the Cubs would always be the favorite, no matter how good, bad they were. People always bet that. But that was like the thing you talked about. But it's just the way it's blown up that you've got regular season wins. But now there's home run props, regular season pitcher wins props, um, RBI props, strikeout props, regular season save props, regular season hits props. Divisions, the pennant, the World Series. And in the past, people wouldn't want to tie their money up for long periods of time. But clearly the appetite is there and people's mindset has changed and they view it as an investment. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's specialization where, like, guys like you and I will bet whatever sport's being played, as we sort of touched upon earlier. But uh, there are those who follow baseball six months out of the year, six, seven months out of the year. And then once baseball season ends, uh, they're getting ready for the next season. They're taking a look at, you know, which players slumped uh, this uh, the, the, the recently concluded season that are due to make a comeback, which guys overachieved in the season. And they're getting ready for some of these props. And, yeah, technology, as we've talked about before, has greatly expanded uh, the, uh, the the number of offerings that sports books uh, can offer just over the past five to ten years. And, of course, things like uh, MVP were not available here in Nevada uh, up until about four or five years ago. That's always been one of the uh, uh, the popular ones. Cy Young Award winner, for example, uh, who's going to lead uh, uh, the, uh, the the each league in, in strikeouts, etc. The one prop that I normally play every year will be the season win totals. I've been playing win totals going back to the mid-1990s when they first started appearing for the NFL. And uh, basically Baseball being a 162-game schedule, it's uh, the truest test of of which teams are good and which teams are not good. Because in the in the long run, the better teams are going to achieve success, and the weaker teams are going to fall by the wayside. And that's why it's not uh, it's not unusual to see a team that may be in first place in its division on Memorial Day finish at the bottom of its division uh, come Labor Day or be in the division, uh, bottom of its division on Labor Day. So I have been busy at work getting prepared. The numbers have been out for a few weeks. now. haven't yet made uh, uh, any plays. Well, I made one. I played the, um, uh, the New York Mets under 90 and a half wins. I think it opened, if I recall, at 89. It was up to 90 and a half. Um, I, not that I don't like the Mets, but they are in a yep. very competitive division in the National League East against the yep. Phillies, uh, the Nationals, and uh, the Braves, who have won, who are all expected to be contenders again. And then you got the uh, Marlins, who uh, yep. uh, hey. who showed great improvement last year. You got it, Andy. I mean, it's amazing. You start diving into it. Mike Trout, 10-1 to 1 to lead the league in home runs, 12-1 to 1 to lead him in RBIs. We're off to the races. Good stuff with Andy Go Back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. are back with you here vegas sportsbook radio prime blessing in our guest andy isco from the logical approach don't forget scott farrell coming up 4 p.m eastern on the sports grid radio network and sirius channel 204 hour number two chuck esposito is going to join us the race and sportsbook director from sunset station with andy isco andy made it to the all-star weekend in the nba boy across the board all-star games do absolutely Nothing for me, but I think when we get to, you know, the all-star break, though, you, you kind of step back and you evaluate what's going on in the season to this point, and you look in the East, and Philadelphia remains this monster on home court, 16-3, and 
first place, half game ahead of Brooklyn in the East. And, of course, the story in the West has been Utah from day one. Yeah, Utah's uh, sort of going into uh, maybe you call it like a mid-season slump, if you will, over the last four or five games. But they've been the dominant team. I mean, when they were when they were on those long winning streaks, they were winning by double digits virtually every game. Uh, the uh, you know the Lakers, of course, suffering through the absence due to injury of Anthony Davis. Uh, I think LeBron finally got his first night off the other night. Uh, uh, this season, uh, I expect the Lakers to uh, to be obviously in the thick of things. Although you do have to question their depth with the way that they've been playing without Davis, he's that important. He's he's obviously shown to be that important to the overall success of uh, of the Lakers. This is going to be very interesting. I still think Philadelphia is the best team overall, and Brooklyn second. And then there's a little bit of a gap. Milwaukee continues to struggle. At some point, we have to say yeah. there's real some concerns there because it's not like one or two games now. They've been very lethargic, really, for, I mean, they're, like, what, 21, 14, something like that. Uh, but they've they've not been impressive in many of their wins, and they've lost some games that they really had no business uh, losing. And I'm wondering if they still haven't gotten over the shock of being eliminated in the uh, playoffs bubble last year when they were essentially the favorite favorites to, if not uh, win the entire thing, certainly to win the East and make it to the NBA Finals. You know, in, in the West, you're like, who could be a sleeper team? It's funny. I, I don't know why I, I take a peek at a team like Denver. And then, you know, the one team that's really confounding to me, Andrew, on a nightly basis, New Orleans at 15 and 21. Boy, you watch them some nights and they're capable of so many good things, but the in, they just reek of inconsistency. Yeah, the one thing that uh, has happened uh, for New Orleans over the past, I guess it's two or three weeks, is they've been involved in a lot of overs. Now, of course, there were some guys who missed uh, last night's game against uh, Miami, so that game stayed stayed well under. But New Orleans is a fun team to uh, uh, to watch. We, we saw Brooklyn earlier in the year, I think, uh, rattle off 12 straight overs, and we saw uh, New Orleans recently almost match that. I think they got up to 10 or 11 before they suffered an under, started up again, and then, of course, last night occurred with uh, the, the, the guy sitting out. But another intriguing team in the West is a team that always seems to be uh, competing at least for the playoffs, but haven't been able to really take that final step. I think they won the NBA title about uh, 45 years ago, and that's Portland. Remember, they've been playing without PJ, uh, uh, without McCollum, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, past uh, uh, CJ McCollum, the last uh, uh, oh probably been close to a month right now, at least three weeks, and he's going to be back at some point this season. You know, they're 21 and 14. They're right up there, making some noise. Of course, uh, the other team that was surprising or has continued to surprise, and maybe it's a surprise that they have been as surprising as they are when you consider the Phoenix Suns and what they did with those eight wins in the bubble last year fell almost, uh, all, you know, they were like an afterthought to make it into the uh, into the bubble, and then they reel off those wins, and they almost made it into uh, uh, the uh, playoff spot for that final playoff spot, and uh, right now, Phoenix sitting second in the West with uh, with an outstanding 24-11 and 11 record, and you have to wonder how far they can run. I mean, they've obviously built on the momentum that they took from last summer. No, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, the one team, and we said, Watch out. It's going to happen at some point. It was COVID and it was injuries. And Miami just was on the outside looking in and you knew what they were capable of. I think they could have won the whole thing if injuries didn't hit them in the bubble. But all of a sudden, seven and three, last 10. Miami now all of a sudden back in the picture, uh, comfortably in. They're in sixth at 518 and 18. But this is a team, I think, in the second half, Andy, could go on a significant run. Yeah, Miami certainly has uh, 
I don't like to call them excuses as much as explanations for why they yes. got off to a slow start with all those uh, those injuries that you alluded to. Another team that's been surprising, and I don't know how long they can catch it up, although Julius Randle has been an outstanding player for the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau, the new coach, I thought was an excellent hire, especially working with some of the younger players that the Knicks have. Knicks have. It's a roster that's been in transition uh, for the last several years. Uh, and they're currently in the playoffs right now. Uh, I expected them to improve this season, largely on the strength of Thibodeau, but I didn't know that I expected this ex- this amount of progress so soon into the season. I mean, we're uh, roughly around the half point, uh, getting close to the halfway point of the season. I don't know if the Knicks have the staying power, but uh, uh, they've been a pleasant surprise and a team to keep an eye on over the next couple of seasons. You know, Andy, you know, coaches – some of the other things you look for, like, you know, if you're going to play a future. Here's one of the, this is, talk about an odd one. I mean, really odd. I look for teams that can fare well and are good teams on the road. You know, it's not easy to win on the road. Now, we're not dealing with fans. It's travel, so it's a different year. But how is this for just a complete crazy anomaly? In the East, not one of the teams in the top eight, not one other than Brooklyn, has a winning record on the road. They're 11-7 and seven on the road. But you go to the West, and the top eight all have winning records on the road. That's insane. Yeah, it is a little bit unusual, again, because of the uh, essentially the lack of fans. You would expect teams uh, that normally struggle on the road to have better success this year because you're not dealing with the uh, quote-unquote intimidation factor presented by the uh, closest of the fans uh, to a basketball court since there really aren't any. And I don't think I don't think too many teams have been intimidated by those cardboard cutouts, uh, at least none that I can recall. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, no, you look, and I think we've talked about it in one of the previous shows, it's very rare over the course of a of a season for any team to have a better record on the road than they have at home. It does occur on occasion, but the general uh, the general profile is that you're going to have a, a better and an often significantly better record on the road than you will at home, but that's not to say that you don't have winning records on the road. So what you've just uh, described in the East is an unusual situation because usually there will be teams, you know, they might be, let's say, 21-4 and four at home, and they might be, uh, uh, let's say, uh, 16 and 12 on the road, so they'll have a winning road record. But for the top teams in the uh, East, with the exception of Brooklyn, to have losing road records, especially in a year where home court advantage has not been uh, that strong as it's been in past years, is certainly a surprise. How much the you know you'd have to take a closer look at the teams involved, but how much the interruptions caused by COVID uh, can explain some of this uh, is uncertain. I don't know if uh, any of the travel patterns have to uh, uh, are part of the explanation have to have something to do with the reason but uh, the facts are that yeah uh, teams have uh, teams have struggled more on the road than they have in past seasons based upon what we've seen through the first uh, uh, first month and a half of the season and Andy conference yep championship week college basketball Uh, we get these scenarios where you're you're kind of caught in the crosshairs but you know what usually works it's not an across-the-board things, but you have teams that play uh, against teams that have a bye, and the team maybe an inferior team, but they get a win and they get a little momentum. They can carry that momentum in. Uh, or you could get a team like Duquesne that has a big win on day one, and then they come up and 
they were down 40-19 at the half against St. Bonaventure. There's that fine line between playing back-to-back days and the airs out of the balloon or teams that carry the momentum in and can actually go on a run in a tournament. Maybe they wear down by the semis or the finals of a tournament. But, but uh, handicapping the teams that are that cornered rat mentality, they're elimination games. Oh, yeah, elimination not just from the conference tournament, but elimination for the end of their season, especially this year. Uh, you know, you've got the NCAA, and you'll, you'll probably have a few standby teams in case COVID comes up before the start of the tournament or during the tournament. And then you've got uh, the NIT, which is being cut down from 32 to 16 teams this year. It's all going to be played at one location in Dallas. Uh, my concern or my question going in is how many teams are actually going to be excited about accepting a bid to the NIT when they haven't seen their families in, the, in, in quite a number of months. I mean, so I don't know how the NIT will uh, turn out. But, yeah, a lot of teams are playing their uh, their final games of the season. Uh, and you point out a situation, for example, I want to see what happens today with UMass, who uh, whipped St. Joe's yesterday in the Atlantic 10, scoring 100 points. I think it was 100 to 66 or something like that. And now they turn around and they play a St. Louis team that uh, – off to a really strong start this season. Then they got affected by COVID and missed some time, and they played okay down the stretch. But uh, you you might think that that UMass would have built a lot of momentum. But you also wonder how much yesterday's 100-point effort took out of the uh, yes. uh, the Minutemen. And so they may be in a tough spot against a rested, refreshed, highly motivated St. Louis team that, you know, back before they had to deal with those COVID issues, was thinking, hey, we could be this year's surprise Final Four team. Uh, they still have the talent uh, to do that, but the the lack of continuity through their season uh, is a bit troubling. They have a chance to get back on the right track and you know win the uh, win the Atlantic Ten, which is a very very competitive conference this year. You, know, you could make a case for five or six teams winning this uh, uh, this tournament. So well, uh, I'll be I got news to see UMass this, uh, today. They're catching eight in that game against St. Louis, who I think is the most talented team in the A10. And I love that league. Andy, I'll give you another one in the A-10 that merits watching. Uh, Davidson's laying five and a half to George Mason. And the total on the game is 130 and a half. You know, you you dive in in this year specifically. And (laughs) there's different stages of a season and all these things these teams had to go through. A team today could be completely different. We'll talk about that game in particular in our next segment because I think there's some interesting handicapping news to come. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. With you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sunset Station in Henderson. We love coming out to see Chuck Esposito. He will join us in hour number two. Soldiering on with Andy Isco from the logical approach right now. And Andy, we were talking about 
championship week and teams that find a groove and a rhythm in their tournaments. You kind of gave a tease heading into this segment. You were mentioning the A-10. Another game in the A-10, George Mason's at Davidson. Davidson's five and a half. And Davidson's got this real consistent mantra about them. Always a solid, well-coached program. And they're more of a name school than a George Mason who had that one shining moment years ago. But there are different teams are different at this time of year. It'd be like, you know, Kentucky every year with Calipari, albeit not this year, where it's all freshmen. But by the end of the year, they're not freshmen. Kentucky's a completely different team. George Mason is on a tootsie roll. I mean, all of a sudden, they've won like five in a row, and they're putting up numbers offensively. They had a real weak first half uh, in the game yesterday, but then then started to light it up and uh, got the win over a pretty weak GW team. But I think George Mason might have something to say here in this game against Davidson because current form, they're a team you got to look out for, and not a lot of people would pay much attention to George Mason. Yeah, in fact, looking back, I believe they've won six of their seven, three straight. The one loss was at VCU, a three-point loss, so they were competitive in that game as well. So, yeah, they're getting, I think, uh, about five and a half points in uh, this game against Davidson, which is a uh, uh, well-tested team. They've had had a solid program for many, many years, going well back before they joined the A-10. So it should be a competitive game, but you wonder again, how much did the uh, game last night uh, take out of – uh, David's uh, George Mason. They played, I believe it was the last game, and now they're playing uh, an earlier game today because of the uh, uh, the, the way the scheduling goes. So uh, I'm wondering how much that game. It, it, it was a, a pretty solid win for George Mason, but again, they're going up against a rested team that has a lot of uh, savvy and tournament experience. You know, it's a fun league, Andy. It really is. Is the MAC and. There's some great games today. Buffalo's got their act together at the end of the year. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite against a good Kent State team. The total is 154-and-a-half. And across the board in that league, the Ball State and Toledo. Uh, Toledo, eight-and-a-half, nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Total there's 155. What did it, I don't know what it is about that league, but those games, they're like NBA scores. They're fun games, and they're usually really close. Yeah, and I was looking forward to a couple of games uh, in that league today that uh, uh, were canceled uh, this morning due to COVID. The Ohio U at Bowling Green game, that was a competitively priced game. I think Ohio uh, was about a one-point favorite. And then the Miami at Akron game, you know, four teams, uh, three of which certainly have been playing pretty good basketball lately. Uh, I like your Buffalo your Buffalo team going up against Kent State. Those are two teams I'm looking to play on uh, as, uh, you know, should they both get into postseason play, one going to the NCAA, perhaps winning the conference and the other going to the NIT. That's been a very competitive conference for uh, quite a long time. There have been some down years, uh, but it's not unusual to see uh, uh, several MAC teams make it into postseason play. And the funny thing is, Andy, when you watch these conferences and the the conference tournaments, I follow the MAC uh, and the A-10 religiously very closely. The funny thing is I love when we get to the NCAA tournament because they'll get – you know, eight, nine points against a name opponent, and they may not win the game, but believe me, it's a game that usually goes right down to the wire. It's just, it's a perception and a respect thing. And year after year, the market, and I won't say the odds makers, but the betting public, they thumb their nose at conferences like this, and they're capable of winning those first-round games in the NCAA tournament outright 
But it's like a gift from the gods more often than not when they're giving you, you know, seven, eight, nine points against a name school. They just yeah, they can know, play. They just they don't get a chance to play the big teams. That's what happens. Well, it's a changing landscape now with the internet and uh, the fact that so many games are available either on TV or streaming online so that teams from the Southland Conference, the Stephen F. Austins and the Sam Houston States that nobody would have heard of 20 years ago when they're making their appearance in the tournament, uh, people now know a lot about uh, not just the starting five on those teams but the you know the, the top guys off the bench. Uh, you've got websites like the Ken Palm website which so closely mirrors what the point spread and the total are so that you've got a lot of people now who have access to resources that they never really had before, or just, let's say, the professionals or those who kept their own numbers had access to. So I think what we've seen over the recent years, and I think it's especially true in the opening round with, like, the number ones versus the number 16s, the point spreads, which used to routinely be in the mid to upper 20s into low 30s, are now uh, down about 8 to 10 points, where, you know, maybe a number one versus number 16, maybe the line is somewhere between 19 and 23. So the attractiveness of the underdogs is not nearly as attractive as that was say 10 15 years ago because number one the overall quality of play and distribution of talent is such a mo so much more widespread than it was in the past but more importantly more people know about these lesser known teams than ever before and so you're not going to see too many teams uh, crop up as a surprise for example i'll be interested to see assuming they win their conference tournament how a team like winthrop how a team like liberty will be priced in the opening round of the ncaa tournament because these minor conferences champions still get very low bids, you know, 13, 14, 15. Uh, but some of those 13, 14, 15 teams are pretty good teams and will have faced maybe not so much this year because of the COVID, but pretty competitive non-conference schedules in November and December in most years. Do you latch on to a handful of teams? Like, you know, like anything, if you spot something or a trend and you want to get on board with it. But the last several years, one of my favorite teams in college basketball, because I mean, in terms from a wagering perspective, was Hofstra. I mean, many many years, I covered Joe Mahalik when he was up at Niagara, and he, you know he had health concerns this year, so it was a little different this year. But the way he plays, it's a run and gun, up tempo style of basketball, and they did win you know win games, catching points against quality opponents. But from a total perspective, it's just the pace of play, the way they play. I don't. You can't make the total high enough, and you know. I don't know for whatever reason you latch onto them, and then you got to pick the spot. Go. Oh, this isn't the game that's going to be high scoring. It's a bad matchup for them. But do you latch onto certain teams and, and focus on them specifically from the start of a season? Well, from the start of a season and during the season, I'll I have some teams that I'll keep an eye on, but they'll change throughout the season as momentum yep. changes, injuries as injuries cause uh, changes as well. Uh, going into the tournament, it's all about matchups. It's all about teams' routes uh, to the uh, let's say the championship game if they happen to make it that far. So I'll spend, and of course, you know, it's it's uh, I I actually like it this year with the tournament starting a couple of days later. There's more time for me to prepare to find those spots to map out the routes I want to take following certain teams because you know the first four games, which usually have been two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, the tournament starts on Thursday. Well, the first four this year are going to be on uh, that opening Thursday, and the first and second rounds will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, by the way, one thing to keep in mind, daylight savings time begins the Saturday night right before Selection Sunday, so you don't want to sleep late and uh, or forget to turn the clock and miss Selection Sunday at 3 p.m. When you'll be when your clock will be showing. Uh, oh, uh, sage advice for Andy. Go really going between the lines there. No, that's good. What, what do you think the difference will be with the 
first round games Friday, Saturday instead of Thursday, Friday. That Saturday on the on the card will be wild. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of a difference it'll make to the players. Um, you know, you're going to play the game where you're going to play the game, and uh, uh, you know the TV coverage will be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to miss the I'm going to miss the excitement of uh, the Thursday, uh, the opening Thursday. It'll be delayed till Friday. At the same time, you're going to have four games for the first four on that Thursday that you're not at. I think there's going to be like two afternoon games and two evening games, and of course they'll all be uh, telecast. So I'll be looking forward to uh, to the entire tournament. As I said before, it's one of my favorite times of the year because at three, it's it's almost a full month between the start of the NCAA tournament and the end of the Masters. And, oh, by the way, I'll just invite you on the air uh, because you're great and kind enough to join us on Fridays when we're at Sunset Station. When we get to NCAA tournament that week, we'll be out uh, to Sunset Station midweek. Thursday and Friday, we're going to do a big tournament preview show uh, from the Superbook at the Westgate. And that Friday, Andy, Oscar Goodman and the gang uh, coming down. We're going to have so much fun down there. But uh, to watch... All the games going on in the Superbook that Friday, uh, we'll be there. They'll be talking about an atmosphere as we're doing the radio show. Uh, that's going to be spectacular, watching all the games on the big screens over at the Superbook. And for those who listen to the broadcast on that Friday, there'll be a lot of background noise with the oohs and the ahs, yep. and uh, uh, our producers may need to have their hands on the buttons because there are some people who oh, it's very, nuts. very loudly on some plays. No, you, you, you honestly... You know, you, you watch the games. I know you want to be watching the games, but if you happen to be catching and you're in the car and you're listening to it, all the years that we do those shows, the, the roars that pop up throughout the course of the show are unbelievable, be it a highlight play. But it's the staggered starts of the games, Andy, where a halftime total goes over or a side's decided, uh, and it's, it's crazy. It's like the Super Bowl where there's, you know, a four-yard run, people start screaming because they hit a prop. But the NCAA tournament's like that, where people are going bonkers all day long. Well, the thing is with that, when you're watching the NCAA tournament and you hear a loud roar, you have to wonder what screen they're they're, they're looking at because there are uh, several games going on at, uh, at once. It's kind of, the, that's the, th the thing I like about Conference Tournament Week is it gets you prepared for the NCAA tournament with the uh, with the early starting games, uh, such as we have today, games starting at 8 a.m., the late games tonight. Some of them will tip off around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, and uh, uh, in, in some ways, it's a uh, it's a it's an even more magnified experience during a conference tournament week because you've got so many more teams and so many more games being played. You know the funny thing is, for me, watching championship week, it's it's like a crash course. I mean, you you do your work and you know off box scores and things of that nature, and yeah, you play the games and make your bets all year long, and you have some of the things that consistently work for you. But all of a sudden, you're going to get to the NCAA tournament, and like I, I don't know much about this team but wait a minute now with championship week and the evolution of this you'll get some small smaller conference team that you actually got to see play a couple of times and uh, you know they're going to go against a power broker in the ncaa tournament and you're sitting there going i didn't know much about these guys but the two games i saw against them yeah they're not winning this game but let me tell you something some of the kids they got on that team, I don't care who they're playing against, they're going to score. And, and mostly it's from a total perspective, Andy, is you get to see some of these teams go, you know, they're going to be overmatched at some point, but they're going to hang around and they're going to score and they're going to be in it for a while. And, and they're gonna, this game's going to go over the total because these kids are not going to be intimidated. And that's the eyeball test. 
No, that you, 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 the very end is what exactly what I was going to point out. You can take a look, look at the numbers and see the pace ratings, etc., offense and defense, but it's totally different when you actually see those teams in action. You know, do the numbers uh, support what you're seeing on the court, or are the numbers just numbers, and the teams actually play a little bit of a different style than what you would think the numbers would suggest? And you, you know, all the uh, all the conferences have their championship games telecast either on ESPN or one of the uh, the mainstream networks, and many conferences now have uh, more than just their championship games. Some of these small uh, conferences now have uh, uh, their semifinals or even some of their quarterfinals uh, available, if not on television outright, certainly streaming on the uh, on the Internet. So, yeah, there, there's so much more knowledge, so many more opportunities to find out about these teams. And, you know, part of the thing you want to do when you have the opportunity uh, as you get set for the tournament, once the field and the matchups are announced, is go on the Internet and take a look at the local, like the school newspaper, the uh, beat reporters in sure. that area, to give you some information about, oh, which player has been out for two weeks, but he's good to go for the tournament. And you, 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 those are the things that normally, especially with these small well, schools, a lot of things. you may not have been paid attention to. A lot of things you got to pay attention to. Great information, as always, from Andy Isco. Andy gets to go get Ben and Jerry's. He'll be ready to rock and roll. Hour number two, Chuck Esposito will join us as well from Sunset Station on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. All right, back with you, taking you to the top of the hour here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, our producer, Chris Bavona, got the Harry Potter theme going. Uh, hey, if you, you want the potion that works for, for your aches and pains, Uzu CBD Plus, promo code's Blessing, 10% off your first order, free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And I used it last night, Chris, and I'll tell you why. Oh, my God, I had a moment. My 11-year-old granddaughter, of all things, got into lacrosse. So she's on the... That's my sport. Lacro- okay, she's playing lacrosse, and she loves it. So she's been doing it now for a couple of months. And she's you on know, middle school, and the varsity kids are running around. But they have a middle school thing, and she's starting right out of the gate on it. And she's into it. So I said, you want to go to the park and, and practice? And she goes, yeah. So last night, instead of watching the Sabres games and, and wanting to wrap the lacrosse stick around my neck, I said, I'll go have fun with her. And we're playing catch, and she's doing great. And I'm, you know, and I'm still, I'm leery, you know, I'm throwing to the side. <laughs> she's still learning. And then we got the point where we're starting to spread out. And now I throw, we throw it a little harder, catch it on one bounce. And all of a sudden, boom, she's catching it, getting into a rhythm. At the tail end, the sun's about to go down. I throw one to her on a bounce. And just like you see, this the poor hockey player, the ball. It just hits her stick and goes, bam, right up the stick, hits her right in the chops. I'm like, oh, no. 
and she was okay, but you talk about a heart-stopping moment. I'm like, it was the most innocent thing, and, and she didn't have her mouthpiece in. I mean, thankfully, we're not off to the dentist today, but, but man, alive. I, I Those are crossbows, nice... man. They oh, hurt. I, they hurt. I, I had a oh, welt they... on my stomach the size of a mineral rock, and it looked like a mineral rock, too. Oh, and, but it was such a nothing burger. The ball wasn't going. It just hit the. It just rode up her stick. You ever see the guy with the the, the defenseman sticks his stick out and it That's, goes right I was up? A defenseman, to, yeah. Oh, good lord! I mean, anyway, we had a ball at the end, and she's smiling and laughing about it. But I'm telling Talk you, about those potions, that CBD man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I needed it just to calm down. All right, hey, we're gonna get fired up again. Chuck Esposito. Chuck Esposito. He's going to join us in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. Right back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio.